You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And we are live. That's never good. Well, welcome <laughs> to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 74. I'm, of course, Mark Groencher, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Kevin Older. Kevin, how have you been going this last week? Oh, I've been doing pretty good. It's been uh, kind of hectic. The weather's cooled off a bit around here for for this time of year. It's getting a little more seasonal. We've been in the uh, 80s and around 90. That's better than the hundreds we were having a few weeks ago. You know, and I'm really glad to hear that you're starting to get cooler because we're starting to get warmer down under and we've actually got sunshine and it's like, ah, oh, defrost time. Thank God we've had a, <laughs> a horrible winter. I've had more illnesses than I, I want to, you know, poke a stick at. So uh, I can't wait to get into summer and sweat in certain places. That's for sure. And you know, I I think the doctors are getting even with you for not going for so long. I think they put a curse on you. I, I don't know if it's a curse. I think they just want their money. I think they're they're looking at the whole situation, going, "This guy hasn't paid us a dime in ten years. We be, we better get something here." Yeah. Uh, the, the amount of money, you know, and, and I do our weekly accounts, and I keep scratching my head, thinking, you know, we haven't eaten out much in the last week. We haven't done much in the last week. I haven't bought any new toys in the last week, and yet, you know, the the sort of Income stream goes down and down and down, and you sort of go, where is it? And then, you know, I'll say to Gretel, what did we spend this week? And she goes, um, look at the table. And there's this medicine and that medicine and this other medicine. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's $100 worth of medicine because the whole family's been sick. Uh, so thank God we're, we're all getting better. Nicholas is still a little bit under the weather, but he, he's not too bad. We had to spend another $30 on him last night, so... It, it it never ends. Medicines are way too expensive, but that's a, a complete different topic. Yeah, but yeah, you know especially what? when they start giving you prophylactic medicines. Pro what, Kevin? Tell me what <laughs> what's prophylactic? Oh, uh, that's a term one of our doctors uses. Like if one of the kids would get the flu, they give they put us all on the there some anti flu shot that they have here in the states or flu medicine. And it's fifty dollars per person in the house, and I got five people in the house. Ouch! <laughs> oh my god, I'd put up with the flu to save that money. Although actually having it for you know a month to six weeks, no, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have mind minded bending over, having a, a jab by a needle in, in the backside, and, and getting it over and done with. And actually, that that's a funny story because I went to the doctor the first time in ten years. And anyway, so I went to the medical center, and there's a few different doctors in medical centers, of course. So, you know, I'm there in the waiting room. I got no idea who I'm going to see. I'm just walking in off the strip. And Gretel and the kids are there with me, and I think Gretel wanted to come along to make sure I actually went to the doctor. And, you know, so anyway, you, you know, there's a, a Chinese doctor that comes out. There's an Australian doctor that comes out. And I'm sort of looking, going, okay, yeah, I can trust them, yeah. No, no probs. I'm, I'm not scared of them. That's fine. And uh, then I see this really, really good-looking, easily Greek or Italian doctor come out. And, I mean, wow, she was hot. And uh, Gretel could see that I had a grin from ear to ear. And she was jabbing me in the side. And I was getting all red and embarrassed and everything. It's like, oh, no, why does Gretel have to be here to see this? This is the type of thing I want to go and, and take home and tease her about. But uh, as, as it turned out, unfortunately, I got the Chinese doctor and, you know, it, it, look, he was a lovely, lovely man and, and helped me out, which was good. But, yes, yeah, so I 
would have preferred the, the female doctor. I don't know how you are with, with doctors, whether you prefer a male or a female doctor, but I prefer female doctors. I, I don't know how I'd go for, you know, like a, a prostate checkup. Not, I hope I never have to have one, mind you. But, uh, you know, for general checkups, I'd prefer women over men uh, in the medical profession. Well, I don't really have a preference. I've been to see both. I have regular doctors on both sides, so don't have a real preference. Um, trying to think, yeah, no, it doesn't really bother me one way or the other. I mean, I've been in the hospital and had nurses, you know, do some things that God bless them for what they do for me when I was incapacitated, you know. But um, yeah, I, I I don't mind. It's you know, I'm okay either way as long as I think they're competent, which I do think all the ones I go to are competent. Uh, I'm not dead yet, anyway. So there's, there's <laughs> that's always that. good. Yeah, no, they're, they're usually pretty good. But uh, anyway, that was, that was just a funny little bit of a story. But um, you know, going back to the sweating in certain places aspect <laughs> of it getting warmer and so forth in the summer. You know, I was having a chat to, to Gretel again the other day, and you know, we we do chat a bit. You know, um, I know some couples sort of go and do their own things. We tend to try and make evening time the time when we sit down together we'll either watch tv or we'll just have a chat or something and somehow you know at work because she works as a, a postal service officer um and so she's dealing with customers every day and dealing with money every day and they were talking at work about you know how you've got you know uh money for instance like i'm, I'm holding up and showing kevin now what our money looks like our money is that's is different that's cool. to yours it's actually plastic, so you can sort of pull on it and it, it won't break. You can't tear it. It's actually plastic money. So it's, it's almost like Monopoly money, but it's plastic. And, you know, we, we've got the same kind of, um, you know, security features and that that the U.S. would have. You know, we've got the clear glass window and, and then we've got different inscriptions put in throughout and everything. And um, But anyway, we were talking about, you know... How many hands it passes through, how many germs the money passes through, and you know, someone blows their nose, then handles the money, then passes it on to you, then it passes on them. You know, someone doesn't wipe their rear end properly after being to the toilet. There you go, listeners. There's our toilet humor. <laughs> and, and we made it six minutes. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, but it, it's like, imagine the germs that, that are on this uh, stuff. And I remember. Because, you know, it, it's just coming back to me because I've been watching Everybody Loves Raymond again, how uh, Robert, is, his older brother, the, the brother that, you know, touches the fork to the chin before putting the food in the mouth, um, you know, was, was talking to Deborah one, I think it was Deborah one day about how, you know, have you ever smelt your keys, how, how dirty your keys get and... Uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so, so you get your keys and, um, you know, you... So I smell them and they get dirty. But, you know, I put mine in a clean pocket. So mine aren't, mine, mine aren't tutti-frutti. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, and and Kevin, Kevin's shaking his head. He's wondering where the hell I'm going with this. But, but you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, dirty money and, uh, and germs. And it, it brought me back to my, my constant complaint over the birthday cake and the, the just spray and spit everywhere. And it's like, you know... I love money, but uh, I don't know if I love it that much. And now I want to go and wash my hands. <laughs> well, now, now I have a question. Was that a $50 bill? Yes. That's cool looking. 
I may have to send you some money so that you can send me some Australian cash because that is just too cool looking. We don't have any clear windows in our money. That, you know what? I, I do. I do. I do think I've got. Let me just say, I've got to go into my little safe area. You know what? I've got a hundred dollar bill in Australia, and, and, it's, and it's green. And listeners, his, his safe area means something, as in a secure safe, shush, not shush, that he has shush, to go someplace shush, and do shush. something. It's not like where you go to a. It's not like you have to go to your safe spot or your safe place in your head when all the voices start talking. <laughs> Don't worry, I go there too. So our hundred dollar yeah. bill again—it's plastic, but it's green. Uh, so it kind of looks pretty cool. And you know, you know what's that good? is so cool. You know what's really good about like the hundred dollar bill and so forth is they're harder to get a hold of. The banks don't give them out as frequently. You don't get them as easily in the telemachines. Therefore, not so many people have it. So there's not so many germs. You got like a five dollar bill. Oh, you get you get germs all over the place. I mean, here's a here's a five dollar bill, and here, here's the wonderful queen on on the five dollar bill. I don't know why we have the queen on the five dollar bill. She's she's there as a figurehead, but she doesn't really do anything for us. Yeah, some people would say otherwise. She gives you five dollars. I mean, <laughs> and then and then on the back of our five dollar bill, we've got Parliament House and everything. So you know, obviously, I'm I'm showing all of this to Kevin, and the listeners can't hear. I, I might put pictures in of some of the notes so that you can see what it's yeah. like. Um, you know, in the show notes. So, uh, but yeah, that, that was just my uh, my thought process on dirty money. Is you know, because you, you do well, you sort of handle money, and certainly when I'm I'm doing the the accounts every week, and I count out the cash and so forth, you still get this grit on your fingers, and it's like, ugh, ugh, what's that from? Well, now here's something for you. I think I think it's called you know George Washington's on our one dollar bill. Yes. Okay, he's on the one dollar bill. One dollar bill at one point in time was it might still be the most printed or the most circulated bill. I think it's I don't think it is anymore, but I can't remember. Anyway, there's a website or there used to be called Where'sGeorge.com. What you do is you take your dollar bill and you register the serial number from that dollar bill on the website, and then anybody that gets that dollar bill, you write on there Where'sGeorge.com. And then you go to that website and you register it and you can track on a map where that dollar bill has traveled around the country. Really? And all right, if people do it, I've got one upstairs I have never entered yet. I keep forgetting to do it. But now you think about it, you talk about the germs. How would you like to see where that $5 bill of yours has traveled all over Australia? That's cool. And, that 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 is absolutely cool. I love that idea. But yeah, you've got to sort of think about it and go, yeah, you know, do you really want to see where it goes? But I think the the curiosity uh, side of my personality would say, yeah, I want to see where it is, and I'd probably sit there and watch it going, ding, 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 ding. Well, you know, you there might be an equivalent. You ought to go to where's dot com and see if there's a yeah. uh, an equivalent site for maybe the Australian money. You might be able to start tracking. Although you probably can't. If your money's plastic, it's probably hard to write on. You cannot. Well, you can write on it uh, with you know certain permanent markers, but you couldn't get it's a pen illegal. And, and write. It is illegal, and you couldn't get a pen and just write on it. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, we used to have paper money. Uh, but back in the, oh, I want to say the late eighties, they started changing it over to this plastic money, and um, and then sort of. 
took the paper money back in, and at least this way we don't have to, you know, tape up the money anymore. Now, you know, say it's plastic and it doesn't tear, it won't tear, but, you know, if you get it jammed in a car door or something, it's going to tear. So, um, you know, you, you can get tears, but it's a lot more robust than it used to be. Yeah, I've gotten some dollar bills that really look worn out, and it doesn't usually bother me unless I look down on the in the printing year is like the current year. Oh, yeah. Which I know there, there's a lag, but if I get a bill made in 2012 and it looks like it's been through the frickin' mill, it either, you know, something happened tragically to it at some point, or my God, this bill has been around and around and around and around and around. You know, it, it, it's, so. it's a wonder that the U.S. hasn't started putting little, not only tracking devices into the money, but little microphones into the money so they can actually <laughs> hear the conversations of, of everyone that it, it passes through. Talk about, you know, sort of the big brother kind of looking in and trying to get gather all the information. Shit, I probably we don't know that they haven't. No, no, I probably shouldn't have said that because they might do it now if they haven't. You know, I'm, I'm sure someone listens to this show. I mean, I've mentioned yeah. piracy all the time, so they have to. Yeah. Someone has you to can, listen to it. And, and anybody with the government, you know, Mark is in Australia, not in the United States. But please feel free to go visit him and have a discussion with him about <laughs> about these topics. And just remember, I can hide. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of open area. <laughs> oh, there certainly is. That, that's the one good thing that I love about our country is, uh, you know, I, I still hate the cities. I don't like being in the city much. Um, you know, I'll do it from time to time. But I really love just going out into the country, into the great outdoors, the open areas. And I know in the US you guys have plenty of, of open areas as well. But we've got literally, you know, open area, you know, just complete arid land at times, uh, especially around the middle of the country. And it's it's one of those, uh, you know, speaking of train trips that we, you know, we love, uh, the Indian Pacific you may have heard of um, is, is the train that goes from Sydney to Perth. And it takes three days each way and you literally go right across the center of the country where it's oh, wow. arid and barren and basically nothing is there and that to me is the epitome of a good train journey that to me is on my bucket list if i only achieve one trip in my life that's you know a really good train trip it's got to be that one it just has to be that one very expensive mind you if, you know if me oh. and did it we'd be Push in about $5,000 to do it properly. You can do it on the cheap, of course. You can go and, and sit up and recline and everything for just a few hundred. But uh, no, thank you. I, I want to go in first class. Um, like you know, I did. Absolutely. You, you got me jealous. But, but you know, before I saw, you know, what you could have, I always said, well, if I ever do this, this is going to be the holiday to end all holidays, and I want it done properly. You know, I'd never be able to afford, like, a, an international flight to the U.S., for instance, in first class. Probably couldn't even afford it in business. <laughs> Come think of it, I might not even be able to afford it in, in uh, economy. They might have to throw me in steerage or something. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's one of these things that, you know, I've got modest goals in life and I'm happy to achieve small things, but the things that I achieve have to be done properly. Again, it's my anal retentive personality that you know it's uh, i don't have to have everything but what i have to have is is perfect so uh and, and speaking I, I, sorry I, no i can i was just saying i can understand that i have on my bucket list as we'll say is uh 
I think I've said it on the show before, I'm a huge, and I do mean huge, not just physical stature, I am a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, which is an American football team. Uh, never been to Texas, never been to Dallas, never been anywhere near there. I just love the Dallas Cowboys. On my bucket list is to be there on Thanksgiving Day, because it's a tradition. The Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving Day. But I want to be in box seats where you got your own toilet, you got your own food, everything. And it's just luxury to be in the stadium and watch the game. I think I checked the ticket prices. It was around $2,500 or $3,000 U.S. Ouch. But it's but so worth it. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? When, when you... You're going to enjoy it so much more. You know, you've got a bit of savings to do and and time to wait. But once you actually do achieve it, it's going to be just that pure satisfaction, that pure, wow, I actually did this. This is awesome. I'm not sitting with the commoners. You can look down and go, ha ha, I'm the king of the castle and you're the dirty (laughs) rascal. That's true. That's you know, that, very that, true. That that little song takes me way back to uh, to my childhood when at, at school they had like this castle fort kind of thing, and you'd you'd climb up and so it was triangular and underneath you could go underneath and then you'd climb up the triangular stairs and you'd be at the top and you know you had the kid in the castle and then you put the slaves underneath in the triangular, and certainly you know I didn't get to to be kid in the castle all the time. Quite rarely, actually, but you know, I, I got to to be a slave, and and uh, that that was all right because most of the girls were slaves anyway. So you know, <laughs> hey, started young. What 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 can I say? You know, I uh, I always had an interest and a twinkle in my eye. And uh, on that note, before we traumatize people, let's um, change gears and talk about Guy and Gaz from the MyMac.com podcast because. I hear that they want to try. You know what, Kevin? I'm getting sick and tired of other people on the Stoplight Network trying to take over Geekiest Show Over. It was sitting there for months. Nobody touched it until I put my hand up and said, hey, and then I, I got in touch with you and, and, and we got together and we've done it. And now because it's popular and because we're good at it and people love us, I hope they do anyway, <laughs> that they all want to come on and do the show now. So, uh, and look, I, I, I must admit, I haven't heard what they said about the show, but uh, you, you did listen to uh, the My Mac episode, I believe it was 412. And, and what did they have to say about coming on and kicking us out as show hosts? Well, I, was, I, was, I had to take a rather long commute. I had some meetings down in Washington, D.C., towards the, not in, but near Washington, D.C. the other day. So I had a chance to do even more podcast listening and help get caught up. And I was listening to episode 412. I'm pretty sure that's the right episode. If I'm wrong, please correct me, but I really don't care. Anyway, Guy and Gaz were talking about Android versus uh, iOS. And it was they got to talking back and forth. And finally, I think Gaz said, okay, okay, this is enough. We could, you know, it's, we've had enough with this. So why don't we, 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 we should take this as another topic. And Guy then says, well, we should take over the geekiest show ever. And I'm going, wait a minute, that's our show. And take it over, and they can discuss their problem with, or I forget, I think Guy was on the side of iOS, and Gaz was talking about um, uh, Android and what the perks were to it. You know, Gaz is pretty neutral. He doesn't, he's not as, he's a Mac fan like both of us are, and Guy is too. Of course, they're on MyMac.com podcast, or the MyMac podcast, I mean. 
so it, it was funny, but you know, we he Gaz is like us. He's not completely agnostic. He'll or, is that the right word? He's not. He's not a one a one uh, one song show. He likes you know. He'll listen to or look at other stuff, and you know if it has a place, it'll fit in. But I just thought, hey, wait a minute. I'm riding down the road. I'm in traffic. I was down in Guy's neck of the woods, as a matter of fact. Not. I don't know exactly where he lives, but I know the general area. And I was down his neck of the woods. And I went, hey, wait a minute. You're gonna take over our show. And Mark the, Trey, the, we high, the, the, you know, Tim and David from Tech Fan, they want to do it as well. The only person who hasn't asked so far is Scott Wilsey from the Pocket Size Podcast. Yes, I wonder, actually, we kind of asked to come on. But we, we, we sort of, you know, I mean, two's company, Trude's a crowd kind of thing. You know what I mean, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. um, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, the height of them, the absolute height of them. But I've got to say, it is a good topic, Android versus uh, iOS and certainly with Windows 8 coming in and, and playing into that. Um, look, I love competition. You know, I, I think competition is great. And without Android, we wouldn't have the, the really cool notification center in iOS. Um, you know, it'd still be that clunky, hey, every five seconds something pops up and stops what you're doing on your device. So, um, you know, they can learn from each other and they can nick stuff from each other. And as long as Everyone's happy. I don't care. I'm not a, an Android hater. I'm, you know, as I think I've said on this show before, if Apple, you know, pissed me off too much, I might just, you know, look at going to the other side. Um, you know, there's certain things that, you know, I'll agree with and certain that I won't. And the thing that I like about iOS at the moment and why I stick with it, besides having a career as a, a writer in that industry, um, is purely the App Store and the integration with everything iTunes store related. It is so easy. But then in saying that, the and the Google Android store, you know, and, and the various stores that you've got, one with Amazon as well and so forth, they're coming along with some pretty good content, yep. good prices. You know, doing sort of the similar thing. It may not be as glossy or as refined perhaps as iTunes and the iTunes store experiences but you've got to remember too that the iTunes store has been around for a number of years I think they started selling music on it in 0203 something like that yeah probably so maybe we, a little we, bit so we, we might be getting up to about 10 years ball, ballpark on Apple having you know run the system and if you go back to some of the earlier versions of iTunes just even on the Mac and you look at the store back then, you go, oh, Jesus Christ, how do we put up with this crap? <laughs> that looks awful. So, you know, Android's got catching up to do, but they're doing it, a pretty damn good job of doing it. And uh, the only thing I still dislike Android for, and, and this is where I've got a problem with Windows PCs, there's just way too much variety to choose that killer device that's going to see me through for another two years. Um, yeah. You know, every every other month there seems to be a new device that comes out that this is the killer one. Nexus 7 uh, just springs to mind. There'll be something else next month or the month after that will be better than than the Nexus 7. And whereas, you know, Apple, they, they choose to stick with X amount of products and see them through at least a year before proclaiming, hey, there's a new better one. And you sort of become attached to that product. Um, I can't remember whether it was on this show or where it was, but I, I think I said that, you know, unless they pulled miraculous stuff out of the sky, 
I'm looking to update from my iPhone 4. I haven't got a 4S. And I'm, I have no intention of going to the 5 or the new iPhone or whatever they say. Unless there's something really useful that I can use on a daily basis. And the reason why is because the device is good. It works perfectly. The only time I update, unless there's new features that I want, is when the OS no longer supports it. Um, whereas Android, I, I don't know. I feel with Android that you're having to keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, you get the Nexus 7 today. And, okay, I'm, you know, I'm sort of mixing up phones and tablets, but it's all the same operating system. But you, yeah. get, you get the Nexus 7 today. The Joneses next door are going to get the Nexus 8 in two months' time. And you're going to say, oh, this sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want the new one. I'm no longer in the cool group. So, you know, it's just that kind of thing. I don't... I, look, I as I'm getting older, I don't like change as much. I used to love that- getting the latest and greatest. Now, it's like... Can I please just have it and use it and enjoy it? Then when I'm ready, can I, I move on? Well, now, let's clarify a couple things here. One, when you say change, you mean devices, not your underwear. So let's make sure the well, listeners... Well, I mean, you know, the, look, the jury is out on the underwear changing, Kevin. I mean, it's either oh every God. second day or, or you know, just twice a week. I mean... See, I've got the problem. You see what happens? I I do the cooking, I do the washing up, I take care of the kids. But Gretel does the the laundry chores. So I just don't want to put too much more uh, washing in in the washing machine for her. I want to to try and give her less to do. Of course, if I think I'm going to get lucky, I'll change into my (laughs) lucky underwear. God almighty, we just hit a new, I don't, I don't even know if low is the appropriate word for that. We, we, we went there, but you know, you know what, getting older as well, I get lucky less frequently than I used to, you know? Or you oh, remember well. it less. Yes, yeah, or less, yeah. less, less time too. Anyway, why, do, why are we going down this rat hole? This is not okay, a rat okay. hole we need, need to go wrong. down. Uh, wrong, wrong rat hole. The, the other thing I was to say, when it comes to Android, I have to say I've got a friend here locally. He bought a uh, who makes the Nook? Is it Barnes and Noble? Yeah, Barnes and I think it's Barnes and Noble makes the Nook. He took a Nook and oh, there we go again. He's taking Nookie. Anyway, he took the Nook and he rooted it and he put uh, Android. So, so yeah. Adam, he's taken the Nook and then he's rooted it. Oh, Kevin, we. we Wait, we're going to hell this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't don't root your nookie. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but he did, and he put a uh, really cool version. I don't remember what it was. Uh, his name's Zach, and he showed it to me at one of the local meetings that I go to occasionally. Uh, and he had it looking so good. It's like, and this has been probably nine months or so ago when he showed this to me. Maybe even, no, it's probably been more like maybe 10 months, it made my iPad look so sad. I mean, he had he had this flowing thing for, instead of, you know how we swipe to go between screens? Yeah. Excuse me. He had a flowing thing like a wheel, like the apps rotated and the icons went to the back and you could still see them, but so they were like a 3D kind of effect. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Oh, and he was using it just as you or I would use our iPad. 
he did a really good job. Zach's Zach's very big into um, uh, hacking, and he's very much into open source and stuff like that. I have to compliment him. He bought a phone. I don't remember which phone it was. And if Zach listens to the show, I'm sorry, Zach, that I'm not remembering it. Um, but I'm always impressed by what you do when you show it to me. Um, and he rooted the phone and changed the OS out, and he'll he'll put beta versions of Android on the phones, and he he's all out there. He's great. He's a smart guy. Um, he's also a lot younger than me, so that probably helps some too. He hasn't killed off as many brain cells yet as I have. So, uh, but it's really cool. So Android, yeah, I don't dislike Android, but I'm like you. I've gotten to the point I don't want to change. I change my underwear every day, by the way, listeners. Before we go any further, uh, he he's gotten a little. I mean, I I like change, but I don't like change in other things. So I I won't completely disagree with you there. It's like, yeah, I like certain things to stay stable. Other things, I'm good with them changing. You know, this is going to change this week if the the TV lineup or whatever the heck it is is going. I'm good with that. Yeah. Except for Comcast, stop screwing around with a damn on-screen guide, people. That thing sucks now. Anyway, sorry. The, <laughs> you know, I'm good with change. I don't, I don't mind it too much. I mean, the business I'm in, I'm an IT professional. Hey, change happens. Uh, keeps keeps me keeps me in business and keeps my job going. But yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it. So what I will say to Guy and Gaz though is, if you think you can keep up with Mark and I. We would we would entertain the possibility of a four way roundtable, and we'll go at it all four of us on the geekiest show ever. So I as as I was invited onto uh, Tech Fan, and unfortunately I haven't been able to make that happen yet, and I'm still going to try to do it, Tim. Um, and I'll bring my friend from Fox News. No, I'm just kidding. The, uh, <laughs> um, I I will. I, I I would invite Guy and Gaz if they think they can keep up with you and I, and uh, we 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 could certainly try a, a a four four person roundtable version of this show one time. That that would sound really good, actually. I uh, I'd yeah. like to see that. I, I wonder who would be on whose side, and whether it would be the GSE guys against the MyMac guys, or the G men as they call them. Yeah, or or would it be a an all out throwdown, every man for himself, or? Uh, Tag teaming each other in and out. You know what? It, it could be rather interesting. I, I think uh, I think we should do it. So uh, we'll wait to hear from you guys and uh, take it from there and and uh, see where we go. Fantastic. Now, um, talking about different toys, not changing stuff too much. You know what? I, I've got a, a present time coming up. Besides being my birthday next month, next month is also Father's Day in Australia. And I was saying to Kevin before the show that. If I had dual citizenship in the US as well as Australia, I could then get Father's Day twice a year. Twice the wonder. Twice the gifts. Oh, boy. Twice the disappointment. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Now, now, as I said I, last week's show, I, I'd buy my own gifts and then give them to Gretel and the kids. But I've got my daughter turning around to Gretel now. And, and she says, Mummy, we've got to go to the Apple store and buy Daddy a MacBook Pro with a Tetana display and she says tetanus because she doesn't understand retina and um you know she's six but she still you know struggles with some bigger words i still struggle with retina sometimes um and uh so anyway she's been doing this for about you know a week or so i, I won't say that i haven't been prodding and poking her and nudging her in in, in the side to say go and tell mommy quick go tell mommy but uh yes yeah, so I, I i thought you know it'd be cool to just 
have a chat about what cool Father's Day gift ideas that, you know, we could sort of get or put down or suggest or or something like that. Um, Are you going to play this part of the show for Gretel so that she knows? No, probably not, because she'll just laugh at us. <laughs> Doesn't she do that anyway? Yeah. She she actually feels sorry for you having to put up with me every week. <laughs> God bless I don't you, know. I, 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 I told her the other day that you feel sorry for her. Oh, I can't win. Everyone feels sorry but me. I'm, a, I'm having a, a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but the geeky, or geeky gifts the is what geek, we're talking the about. The geeky gifts. What could you come across that would be really cool? Now, I know for you, Kevin, something in a USB stick would be absolutely superb. You'd, you'd be winning there. Um, for me, USB sticks, you know what? I need a Firewire hard drive, only because I don't have a Thunderbolt iMac. You know, <laughs> maybe you could use the Thunderbolt iMac. Yeah, you, uh, look, that's going to bring us into to my next topic, uh, which is all gaming systems and and computer gaming and so forth. Uh, and you know, maybe we should go there now because I I, I can't I think can... of too many cool gift uh, gift ideas for for a geek for Father's Day because you know because my daughter's got this thing at school where they have a Father's Day stall. And then they, they, you know, go and they, they take $10 and they buy something. And I'm thinking, good Lord, what's going to be on there? And then whatever <laughs> she gets me, I've got to be excited about number one. I've got to be pleased with. And you know me, when I get gifts that I don't like, oh boy, everybody knows. Yeah. But, I, but I, I can't do that to my daughter. So I, you know, I can't do it at all. I've got to think before I react. I'll I'll tell you something. Well, of course, I don't know how well it would work. Um, the uh, oh, credits just went right out of my head. The show where you, uh, the uh, store online where you can get all the uh, geek gadgets. Uh, Think Geek, sorry, mm-hmm. brain fart. Uh, ThinkGeek.com. You can get some really cool stuff. I have bought some fun things and given them as gifts from ThinkGeek.com, and I'm pretty sure all our listeners are aware of ThinkGeek.com. One of the things I bought that we had a lot of fun with at work for a while was I bought an air cannon, or an air zooka. It's called an air zooka. It's not one of those little the, USB ones that you plug into the computer and then you shoot across the room. I've seen no, those. No. Yeah, no, it's not that. Those are under office defense systems. This is, <laughs> or a cubicle defense system, or cubicle warfare, I think they call it. This is this big black plastic thing, and it's got like a clear plastic diaphragm in it, and it looks like a gun, sort of. It has like a gun handle, so then you have Mark's fear of guns and stuff. But you well, reach it's into it. probably being legal to bring it into the country. They'd probably have me up on an arrest warrant saying that I'm importing a firearm. <laughs> but you pull the, you reach in through the back of the, the thing, and you pull back, and it pulls that diaphragm way back and stretches it, and then you hook it. And we can put a link in the show notes to the, the AirZooka on ThinkGeek.com. And uh, please advertise with us ThinkGeek.com, otherwise known as We Need Money. The, anyway, you then you can release the trigger, and it shoots this, like, blast of air. You know, it's just the force of this thing flying forward. And it shoots this blast of air, and it's so weird. You know, if you're within, like, maybe five to eight feet, if you've got much hair on your head, present company excluded, both mm-hmm. Mark and I, the it will make your hair go flying. I got a couple of the women as they turn the corner, 
you know, and I was only like three feet away, and her hair goes all <laughs> flying backward. But what was really funny is you could stand on one side of the uh, the office area that we were in and shoot across the office area, and it it was like you'd fire it, and then there was this like delay as it covered the twenty or twenty five feet or so that's across the office, and then you'd see the blinds ripple from the from the oh, air hitting cool. it. I and love it was, doing stuff like that. And what was really funny was how, you know, you'd think it's, you'd shoot it one time and it like would travel up and you'd see the top part of the blinds do it. You'd shoot it another time and it might go off to the right or off to the left, you know, whichever way. It, we just had a blast with it. And then I brought it home and the kids just absolutely love it. I have to keep it put away because otherwise they chase the poor cat around with it. <laughs> oh, that, that would have been an interesting, interesting view for the cat. Uh, scares the crap. But thinkgeek.com. It, it sounds like it would do. It sounds like it would do a, a very good Marilyn Monroe under sort of the the grill kind of blowing up the the skirt kind of effect. Maybe I sh- maybe I should put on my kilt and get somebody. No, 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 no. I, I gave you the wrong idea there, Kevin. I, I was talking about good looking blondes. This oh. is a fun. How do you know I'm not a natural blonde and I don't just color my hair? Well, you, well, I don't know, but you got some grey there, I guess. Don't worry, I've got grey as well coming. <laughs> but, you know, I might have... Never mind, I'm not going to say what I just thought of. Even our listeners can't put up with what I was just thinking. Yeah, I, I, know, I know where you were going. It's it's a disturbing it image. south of the border. <laughs> no no oh, Yoketo Taco Bell there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, but anyway, uh, you were talking about geekiest thing. But you know, another place that's cool is uh, there's a shop or a website called uh, PerpetualKid.com. Haven't heard of and that. And they, it's pretty cool. I've bought, I, I got I heard of that through uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, the Daily Gives with, because I absolutely adore Dick D. Bartola. He cracks me up. I've bought stuff from him just because I like it so much. <laughs> Nothing I particularly I won't say that I didn't want it. But you know, not that I really needed it, but just to have the stuff that he's had a part of. He's just a fun guy. He's all around good guy, and um, he 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 was he got me turned on to Perpetual Kid. They had a thing, and I gave it to a few people at work. Uh, it's no secret, I think, that I work in the water and wastewater industry. I think we've talked about that before. Well, that, that's where our and, toilet humor comes from. Yeah, they. Um, it's not the only place. Anyway. <laughs> The uh, they had an iPhone stand. It looked like a teeny weeny little plunger. And what you did was you stuck it like a plunger to the back of your phone. Oh yeah, and it that stands up. I've seen, I've seen those. They're, they're cheap as, but yeah, yeah, they're really cheap. And they have other little weird things like that. I've got um, what else? Do I, I've got some stuff I've gotten, and I've given gifts like on my keys that I carry around. I have a monkey head on my house key, so I can always find it real easy in all my bundle of keys. <laughs> but I'm not sniffing my keys, folks. <laughs> but, you know, they have all kinds of weird little gadgets. I gave my wife, they had a thing on there that was a pencil sharpener. But it's over behind me, and I'm not going to turn around and get it because I'll hang myself with the cord. But the, um, they had a pencil sharpener that's a cat, and you shove the pencil in the cat's butt to sharpen the <laughs> Oh, now if that was Garfield, I'd be really happy. That would be so cool. And one, they had like, one day I have to show you my Garfield toys. I've got all the fluffy toys. Anyway. 
They, and they had like cat butt flavored gum. Oh, they had a, okay. Okay, I've got to ask. They they call it cat butt flavored. Did someone actually go there and lick a cat's butt to figure out what the flavor was? How, how do you figure out the flavor of that, Kevin? I, I good cat nine out of ten cats for surveyed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they had they had the uh, the pooping Santa Claus. You have Santa Claus squatted down with his pants pulled down, and you push down on his head, and a jelly bean falls out. A brown jelly bean falls out of his oh. backside. <laughs> so. Uh, those so there's some geeky images. ideas for you. I think Gretel ought to get you a pooping something. <laughs> what I, do you think? You know what? I'm lost for words now. The the pooping Santa Claus, I would have never thought. Would have never thought. Poor Santa. Yeah. Well, he seems to... He's got a smile on his face, so it must feel better. After <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always used the sign, it's better out than in. That's right. So, uh... Anyway, let's change the topic slightly because we're getting towards the end of the show, but I, I want to hit on two more things before we uh, say sayonara to everyone who's listening, if they're still listening. If, yeah, I was to say, if they're still listening, yeah. They probably don't, you know. You know what, if, if I was me, or if I was them, something like that, I'd, I'd probably go into, uh, you know, and, and skip through and go, oh, 30 seconds, nope, they're still talking about butt cracks. Another 30 seconds... <laughs> Oh, God, now they're talking about spitting on cakes <laughs> and keep going <laughs> to the interesting bits that aren't gross outs. But see, we're not in the gadget technology category in iTunes. We're under the comedy category in iTunes, so it kind of gives us a little bit of flexibility to go wherever we like. Unfortunately, we got stiff competition. I don't see us ever getting in the charts um, <laughs> for comedy because there's some really, really top-notch comedy podcasts out there, both professional and amateur-based. Uh, they're just absolutely awesome. Um, anyway, um, now, Kevin, I want to talk about computers and computer games. <coughs> Don't worry, I'm control. okay. That that was just a furball. Don't ask me where <laughs> I was licking. <laughs> oh, dear <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me while I throw up. <laughs> oh, there went the other two listeners we still had. That's it. Yeah, but we, we, do, we do this for us anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was... God, I can't get back on track now. <laughs> so th there's a couple of new games out that, you know, are blockbuster titles uh, in the gaming industry. One's Darksiders 2, the other is uh, trans uh, the new Transformers game and that's, that's coming out. Um, and it's uh, Fall of Cybertron. Oh, God. That is bad that Mark can't remember. Um, yeah, because War for Cybertron was the first one. Now it's Fall of Cybertron. I I'm pretty sure it's the second one. If it's not, someone take me out the back and shoot me. Uh, anyway, bottom line is I love those types of action games. And this almost makes me want to go back and pick up a PS3 again. But then I was looking at it thinking, you know what? I can get them on the PC. But then I looked at the specs. Then I looked at my Mac, which runs Windows 7. But then I looked at the specs again. And I went, okay, I've got a crappy graphics card that runs at 256 megabytes of shared memory, and I need 512 of uh, dedicated, and Kevin's poking his tongue out, because Kevin's got 
a big two gigabyte graphics card in his Mac. Dedicated. Dedicated as well. And you know what? That's all right. Because by the time your wife ever allows you to upgrade again, I will have had like three systems in that same amount of time. No, you won't. Gretel already told me. (laughs) She's going to buy your new Mac from me. You know what she said to me the other day? What what did she say to me? It was um, something about, you know, you can buy me the new laptop or, or something like that. And, you know, it was really quite funny. It was like, you know, she twisted it around, and, and then I had to think for a second. No, hold on, that's not a good deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, something. Sorry, like I sidetracked you there. And anyway, um, so you know, I was thinking, okay, well, do I just update my Mac, or do I go out there and buy another PlayStation Three? And I wouldn't touch an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, not because they're not good, but they don't have a Blu-ray drive in them. So it's kind of like for the same amount of money, you go, well, what am I going to buy? Yeah. And look, I don't, I'm not a, a person who would go on Xbox Live, for instance. I'm not that type of gamer. I'm more a, a solitary gamer that plays by himself. And, um. Glad you said by, not with. Anyway. <laughs> I was waiting for that punchline. <laughs> but I'm. <I'll, I'll... laughs> that too. Um, anyway. Uh, so, you know, I was thinking, well, what do I do? Do I go and update my, my equipment or do I, uh, you know, go and buy a hardware dedicated gaming device? And I really don't know, to be quite honest, Kevin. You know, I've got this late 2009 iMac. It runs Windows 7 beautifully. It runs Mac, uh, the Mac side of things beautifully. Um, you know, it's just got the the lesser quality graphics card that, you know, then sort of disappoints. Go, poke that ton in or I'm going to go across the interwebs and I'm going to pull it out and it's going to be tug of war. Um, I don't know. These, these people who buy their 27-inch IMAX with it maxed out up the kilt. Oh, I don't know. There's my kilt again. <laughs> Have you been under my kilt again, Mark? I, Stop I, that. I, I'm not going to answer that one. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, you're a good person to sort of have this conversation with because you do have a more modern Mac that's capable of much, much more than mine is. And I'm just wondering if you were sort of wanting to play some of the latest and greatest games that were across all platforms, including the PC, would you go more for something that you could sit in front of your Mac with or would you go for the big TV setup? What what do you think would be best? Well... You know, I used to be a big PC gamer, um, oh, you know, 20 years ago or so. Yes, they had PCs back then before anybody comments. Uh, just ask uh, our, our our dear friend Mike, uh, uh, Mike McPeak, and he can tell you that. But we, I used to play a lot of PC games. Uh, side-scrollers were real popular back then. Um, First-person shooters weren't really that big. I think the big one there was the uh doom and uh, wolfenstein wolfenstein that's it um and i like that and then when i got an xbox and i still have an original xbox i've said that before and i still play it occasionally i i think i gravitate a little bit more towards the console games and only because i think it's a different experience and i don't know how to describe it the Wii, the Xbox, it's just a different experience than sitting in front of a computer and playing a game. It, it seems so much more solitary 
when you're doing it. And I like to play where the kids can come in and talk to me and I can play. If they want to jump in and play, they can play. And really on the computer, I don't, I know you can. I, I, I know somebody screaming, well, hey, dummy, you can do that. I mean, it's not that I know you can't do it. It just seems more like a solitary, slightly pathetic experience for some people. Oh, um, thanks. You're talking about my life here, Kevin. <laughs> No, but I mean, I like playing it, games on my own. I don't like playing with the kids. I cheat all the time. <laughs> no, they don't cheat. I they want to win do. the campaign. I like playing these, you know, multiplayer games because my son no, I, beats me. I, I know. I heard him talking my about ass that. in in uh, in uh, Mario Kart. Boy, that kid can, and, and even real racing HD, he can whip my backside. He's incredible, and he's five. That's no wonder I don't want to play with him. Although he's yeah, got more I, time to sit there and play the games, you see. Yeah, no, I... Uh, the kids can kind of keep up with me in Mario Kart. Um, I still can beat them in Mario Kart. But, um, yeah, I I tend to gravitate more towards the console. I just... There's something about... Because when I was doing gaming on the PC, I was always tweaking. and Not that I don't still enjoy doing that, but, I mean, I was in there, you know can I squeeze the extra little bit of performance here and there? I mean, like right now, I mean, as you said, I've got a, an iMac that's currently about as maxed out as it could be if I'd been smart and bought an SSD, but that's a whole other topic for a boot drive. Yeah, yeah that's still um, very expensive. But anyway, I mean, I could easily do that. I've got Windows 7 loaded on my machine here through uh, um, VMware. And, you know, I could do it. And I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, and I may not do it. Uh, we may have to find a game that we both like, and we could play against each other at some point. Uh, cross. I, th- I think they have that. I think they have those on the internet now. Those games. But anyway, the um, the you know that that might be okay. But I don't want to play online either because I don't want to get my ass handed to me by some five year old somewhere in the country. Because that's really demoralizing when some five year old just hands you your ass. Because yeah, you're a sucky gamer. You know, the, the, I, I think really half the problem with the multiplayer online universe is that there's very few games that do it well. That if you buy the game three months, six months after release, you know, you're going to be struggling to catch up and you're just going to respawn. Someone's going to shoot you in the head. You're going to respawn. Someone shoots you in the head. Um, you know, they know all the pockets of where they can go and all the glitches in the system and everything, they, they get it. And they ruin the, the multiplayer experience, really, for you. And, you know, I'd love... The, the one game that I did play, and this was on PlayStation 3, most exceptional game, and I actually did not play it for the single-player campaign. I played it purely for the multiplayer campaign, was the racing game called Blur. And you can get it on the PC as well, it's on Steam, and just a fantastic game. But the multiplayer community was driven by a point system. So you constantly sort of grew up with the game. So you'd start, you know, at a more entry level and you'd keep growing up and, and until you hit like 50 points and you maxed out. And it was such an achievement for me. And, you know, I was just over the moon when I finally achieved the, the highest rank. I was like, yes, I've finally done it. You know... But it was so engaging, and because it didn't matter that I was coming into it as a new multiplayer person, I could compete. I could compete well. I could win occasionally. Uh, you know, most times I, I lost, but that's just multiplayer gaming for you. 
uh, but it was just a really good experience. But many games aren't like that. Many games just sort of just, especially shooters. The people who play online multiplayer shooters, and I'm sure it's a minority, but it seems like the majority, they are just so bad. And Kevin actually got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 for the DS. Very it's cool. It's kicking my ass. I, I So far, the last time I played, I was moving along with my group in uh, quick quick play mode, I guess it is. And they said, get down. And I said, what? And I turned around, and I got blown, my ass got blown away <laughs> right then and there. And I went, holy crap. Now, so I, I need to perfect my gaming technique with handheld games. I mean, I mentioned it a few weeks ago. I got a, my wife was kind enough to pass down to me uh, her old regular DS. It's not a DS XL. It's not a 3DS or any, your 3DS XL, which is about to come out or, Anything like that. It's just your basic everyday DS. And I was trying to play, and I'm sitting there going, what the hell, you know, and I'm trying to read the screen and listen to the sounds, and this was Sunday. Um, you do know that I, you'll notice it says pre-owned. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to pay, I didn't want to pay the full price for the game, because I no, thought... No, I can't blame you for that. They're, they're, those Nintendo games are bloody expensive. You know, I love them. As I've said before, you get a good quality game on, on one of those systems, you can't beat it. But boy, do they cost a lot! Yeah, it's they're not cheap. Uh, it was actually a fun outing. My son and I had to go up to the local uh, uh, home improvement store to pick up a few things, and uh, right near it is a uh, uh, what is it? EB Games, or I guess I you know I really should know. Somewhere around here, there's a bag or GameStop, I guess it is, and uh, they're pretty nice guys that are in the lo- in that store there. And we went in, looked around. And I went in there specifically to find an FPS to play on the DS. How many more initials can I stick in there? Uh, real ASAP. Anyway, the um, uh, we were looking around, and uh, my son also picked up uh, for the Wii. He found the Wally game that had been out of. That's been out oh, of. Oh yeah, years. my my son's got that. I got it for him for Christmas, Easter, something like that. Well, he he got he looked at it, and they had it. Uh, pre-owned and he wanted it. I said well you know you've got money at home uh, daddy will loan you the money now and you just pay daddy back when we get home and he did he eight dollars for the game and he's had a blast with it yeah you know so they have a they had a pretty good selection but you talk about xbox uh, uh 360 versus ps3 they carry a ton of pre-owned systems and you can go in there and walk out i think i saw a ps3 you could walk out for with for $98? Yeah, that, that's the price of what, out here anyway, what the 360 is. The three, uh, the PS3 started about 140 here pre-owned. So that, pre-owned. Yeah, so that's not too bad. I'm, I'm not opposed to a pre-owned console. Uh, no, I am I would, opposed I to either. a pre-owned controller, though, because uh, God knows what people have been doing with their hands. and then can, oh, 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 the germs. Oh, Kevin, don't pick your nose on, on Skype. <laughs> Jeez. No, listeners, I wasn't actually doing that. Uh, Mark that, sneezed on the screen and got it wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what Kevin tells you. Uh, no, uh, it, yeah, they, they cost a fortune. And, you know, that's the other thing. I also look at PC gaming, and it's cheaper than console gaming. If you're looking at the new release, a new release title, it's going to be cheaper on Steam to purchase than it is to purchase... You know, the disc from the, the retail store. 
plus, the good thing with Steam is, um, you know, I, I get everything that the US has at the same price. And, you know, we just pay whatever the exchange rate is. It's what I want bloody iTunes to do. So that I don't have to run two different store accounts. And, oh, boy, that... Do you know that's a bitch and a half running two different store accounts? You've got to constantly log out of... <clears throat> Log out of one, log back in, log out. And then if you have like iTunes match, when you log out of the store on one of your devices to go to the US store, to use iTunes match, I've got to log back into the Australian store. And it's like, oh my God, what a bloody headache. Too too many log out and log ins. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with regards to a... Uh, a new computing platform, if I'm even going to bother, but it's the first time in maybe two years that I've actually seriously gone, wow, there are some killer titles out there at the moment that I want to play. Um, you know, well, you the know, last couple of years, I haven't seen much in, in ways of, wow, this is cool, but, you know, it, it depends what you're interested in. I'm sure some people... Are, yelling at their devices going, oh, there was this game or there was that game. And it's like, yeah, but I wasn't interested in them. But, you know, if, if memory serves me correctly, most of the time when you're talking to somebody that's a real big PC gamer, and I know a few, they're pretty much do, redoing their rig every about every two years. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, granted, your iMac's a 2009. You're running Windows on it. It's played everything you wanted to up until now, so... You know, in in the world of PC gaming, you know it's it's, it's you know as much as yeah, it really is. It's it, it would be time to replace your rig, but I don't know. I like I say that was the, one of those things that moved me out of the PC world years ago. Was that constant? And I know people are yelling, "Hey, dumbass! Apple does the same thing." Um, but I can get more life out of my Apple machines than I ever got out of any PC I have ever owned and will ever own that I know of. Um, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I gravitate more towards the console. And listeners, this is just between you and us. Don't tell my wife. I got really close to buying an Xbox 360 the other day. They had those. They had one model that was only like seventy-eight dollars. Wow, I got cool. really, really close to doing it. I think if my son had looked at me and smiled one more time, it would have been all over with. But I said, "Okay, you got your hey, game. Hey, we got to leave now." Kevin, Kevin, you can go back. It's okay to go back. Well, we'll it's we'll, too far we'll to pay. You. It's it's too far to pay day right now, so I'll have to. <laughs> Oh, so, oh, well, it looks like the gaming is still going to be up in the air. And, and look, certainly I'd love using the keyboard and mouse as, as the uh, the interface. So that that's why I sort of question what am I going to do because I do love the keyboard and mouse interface. And, you know, I've got the proper gaming controllers as well for the PC, whereas I'd have to sort of start fresh again from the console. And not sure what I'll do. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you know oh. if I make any different choices between now and next week. Okay, so germophobic that you are, as you are, I would be really worried about what's on your gaming controllers. So, okay, Mark's there, holding up a there, there's my Belkin. Belkin N52TE, and um, absolutely beautiful, perfect gaming controller for anyone. Goes straight in the hand. You've got access to every single configurable button you could possibly want. 
The pain in the butt about it is you cannot use it on the Mac uh, for Mac games because Belkin hasn't updated their uh, app to support even Lion, so you, you can't even use it with Mountain Lion. But it works perfectly fine in Windows 7. Is it USB? Yep. Ah, Just there stand, you go. Standard I, USB. All right, so I've got one for you then. You run you run Windows in dual boot mode. Yes. Or boot camp, excuse me. I run Windows through a VM. By running it through a VM, when I plug in a USB device, it says, oh, would you like this USB device to be available to the Mac? Or would you like it to be available to the Windows machine? If you were running Windows in a VM, you could choose it and use it that way, even now. Interesting. I might might have to have a look at that. Yeah. See? Huh? Yeah. Uh Huh? See? Yeah. So then you need a new 27... You need a 27-inch iMac with uh, 32 gigs of RAM, 2 gig dedicated video controller. I mean... I can talk to Gretel. I can write a permission note if you need me to. I, I think I'd need a lot of permission notes. I, I wonder. It, let's see if we could crowdsource the permission notes. I wonder if everyone listening to the show right now could send just an email to gse at mymac.com with, please, Gretel, let Mark have a new gaming computer. I think we should do that. Listeners, all three of you that are still left, Please jump out there and get help Mark out. He desperately needs it. And, and tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and even if you have to, become someone else. We all do it online. That's right. I'm not telling you who else I am online, Kevin, of course, because, you know. You'd... I become someone else in my head all the time, so what the hell difference does it make if I do it online? <laughs> Good point. Now, moving away from computers, you've got a, a new TV show that you're watching, and I just hope it's not another Urkel production. No, it's not. But I will have to say, this was a show, discovered it completely by accident. Um, There's a show on in the U.S. here. It's on uh, TLC uh, called Toddlers and Tierras, I think is the name of the show. Oh, you're not watching it, Kevin. No, 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 no. I'm not watching Toddlers and Tierras. But apparently there was one little girl that was on one episode of this show. And they... The viewers liked it so much that they pulled her out, and they now have given her her own show. And the name of the show is, and wait a minute, I have to do it in my appropriate redneck voice. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> it's this little girl. She's in, she's in Georgia, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, someplace. And oh my god, this show gives rednecks a bad name, <laughs> and I didn't even think that was possible. I mean, they have, it's the mother and her name's June. Then they have the father. Well, they don't call him dad. They call him sugar, sugar bear. He works in the chalk mines there in Georgia. Good Lord. Then they've got four daughters, honey boo boo. Who's the Alana, I think is her name. And she's the one competing in the, you know, the little girls pageants, which that's a whole nother sickness. I don't even want to talk about. Agreed. And then they, then they have another daughter called pumpkin. She's like 12 years old. They have two other daughters. One's called Chicky Baby or Chickadee or something. I can't remember. We'll put a link to the show in the, in the show notes. Um, and then uh, they have another daughter that's 17, and surprise, this young lady is pregnant and single and living at home. So, I mean, 
But what really gets me about the show is it's so it's so bad. This is a show that's made here in the United States. These people speak English, supposedly, but it's so bad that they have to put subtitles on here in the United States oh, to translate. I, I thought they only did that when they were doing the Osborne show. It's the same damn thing, except these people are speaking. Uh, and I'm a Southerner, too. I don't know if my accent comes across as being from the Southern U.S. or not. I don't have a real strong one. I know that. But, oh, my God, it was just it was so funny it, it's it's a train wreck and you have to and speaking of which the train goes right in front of these people's house freight <laughs> trains they show but i mean and and the stuff they do the one girl they hired an etiquette coach to come in to talk to the girls and the one girl said is it all right to fart at the table is that rude you know <laughs> good lord and then the, oh. and the and the mother said, "Well, they need to they need to get some more etiquette." She says, "But you know, somebody can't be etiquettely all the time." And I'm going, "Etiquettely? That's not even etiquette-ly? a word." I know, and it's just oh. and it's it, and the stuff and and oh god! And they bought a pig when the little girl didn't win in the pageant. They got her one of these little teacup pigs as a present, and oh my god, it's a boy pig, but she doesn't want it to be a boy, so she's made it a girl pig. And uh, I don't mean physically made it one, but she you know she dresses it up like a girl and all this. I was like, oh dear lord! They put up a baby, uh, 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 what's called a pack and play, a portable playpen. Here in the U.S., they're called pack, and that's what the pig stays in in a room. And she was in the thing with it, and the the pig took a poop, and he ew gross, ew gross. I'm like, what's a pig? Of course the thing's gonna poop. What the hell do you expect? So, but it, I, I would encourage our listeners just one episode if you can watch it. And I think it's available online. It's called Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Oh my and God. Can, can you is, come up with some hilarious TV watching? I, I've got to tell you, you uh, I, I don't know where to go with that. I, I really, I'm, I'm lost for words. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, you know, it's kind of become a regular segment for us to talk, one of us to talk, or both of us to talk about some show or movie we've come across. You, you, you come but across the crazy ones. <laughs> I, you know, I don't get much time to watch TV anymore, but it seems like every time I sit down, I will find the most odd, obscure shows to watch, and oh my lord, some of them are such train wrecks. But this one is absolutely hilarious. I can't stand that Toddlers and Tierra show by any stretch. But I encourage our listeners, if you want to know, especially if you're outside the United States or you've never been in the southern part of the United States, and as much as it pains me, you can really get a picture of what it's like to live in the southeastern (laughs) United States. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but certainly I think we'll chalk this one down to another one within the quotes of it can only happen in America. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly it. Oh, dear. You know, I was going to mention my TV show, but I, I, I think I might leave it till next week. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just quickly mention it. It's Axeman. I've been watching that since I finished watching uh, Breaking Bad and getting up to date on it. And, um, you know, it, it's a really good show. It's just guys out in the woods chopping down trees, four different logging companies. You know, it, it's getting man out in the great outdoors. So uh, for, for anyone wondering... Uh, or wanting to to even out from the the sort of one that Kevin just mentioned to mine, I've brought the manly back to geekiest show ever. <laughs> yeah, well, no way, but now I had Red Baron. I had people shooting and dying <laughs> last week, so you know 
I went to the other extreme. I went to a four-year-old uh, or five-year-old little girl from the Georgia Hills who wants to be Miss America. So uh, you, know. you know that that's where I, I draw the line. Where I, I, out of principle, won't watch shows like that because I look at it as exploitation of children, and I just yeah. don't like that. And you see the parents, and and they're this certain way, and they have this certain way about them, and they're trying to live vicariously through their child, and it's like. Look, you know, if you're an ugly mole on the face of the earth, well, tough luck. Go jump off a bridge. Don't ruin a child's life. Let a child be a child. And they don't see how crazy they are. They don't see how nuts they are. And it was funny, actually. Uh, last year, I think it was, they came out to Australia to do something. I think it was in Melbourne. I don't think it was in Sydney. Maybe I've got it wrong. But it was headline news because basically they, you know, got shunned and they, they weren't welcome and everything. You know, we had near riots with people saying hey you don't do that to your kids so uh yeah it's it's strange i I don't deny it but it's on tlc and we were watching something else and it's one of those things that you know you'll see something as you're flipping around you go what the hell was that you have to go back and see what it was i hate that kind of thing because then you get stuck watching it even if it's goofy and and then you know then a month later you go why am i watching this still why am i it's like Keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever they called the show, oh. you know, you'll be flipping channels and then you'll see something and you just go, "Really? They're doing that? They're talking about that? What?" <laughs> you know, and then you'll stay there for the whole half an hour, however long the show goes for, and you know, then if it's a double feature, you'll sit there and watch through it, and then you're going, "Hold on a sec, this is an absolute waste of my life. Why? Why am I watching this?" So yeah, it, it's I don't know what you. The reality TV is really interesting. And, you know, reality, it it is really reality TV. You know, Big Brother, I think, certainly in Australia, Big Brother was the first uh, foray into reality TV that we saw where it was ordinary people in a situation who weren't actors being on on screen, other than news and current affairs and stuff like that. Um, And... So that sort of welcomed it in. And now I look at my TV watching habits and it's more reality TV than it is fictional TV. Uh, So, you know, I'll check out Ice Road Truckers. At the moment, I'm watching Axeman. Um, uh, Haunted Collector is another one I've been watching recently. You know, there's all just a ton of these sort of shows that pop up that I go, oh, yeah, you know, I'll watch it and then I get hooked on them and then I want to watch it week after week. And then things like Star Trek just don't get as much attention. No wonder they took Enterprise off the air because people like me got sucked in with um, reality TV. You know, I've been watching Enterprise again lately because uh, the Amazon app that came out for the iOS devices, it's so nice to be able to, I'll watch like, you know, before before I go to sleep at night, I'll watch like 10 or 15 minutes of uh, Enterprise uh, I'm up back up to like halfway maybe halfway or so through season two. Mm-hmm. Um and it's real nice. The app is runs great, it's easy, it hooks right to the my Amazon Prime membership. I just have it go in, I pick it, I start watching the show, and I get to see Jolene Blaylock. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Kevin had a moment, uh, listeners. Oh boy. Anyway, the <laughs> Um, but it's, I love that show. It's just, 
I, I, I like Scott Bakula. I've always thought he was a pretty good actor. Um, and I just enjoy it. It's nice. The Amazon app. And I've been watching Star Trek Enterprise again. So, you know, geek little geek cred there. I'm still watching it. <laughs> and so, I, you know, and I think with that on the Amazon Prime, it really makes the iPad even even a more of a, uh, a consumption device than it had been of recent for me. Because with that, I can sit down because a lot of times the kids are upstairs watching something, but I want to be with them. So instead of me watching something I really don't want to watch, mm. um, then I can pull that up and just put like a an ear plug, just a one earphone on, and yeah. I can sit there, be part of the family conversation, get to see a show that I like, exchange, you know, have the the verbal exchange or or whatever with the family. So I really like it, and I've been watching Star Trek Enterprise like they're about halfway through the second season. It's been a while since I've seen it, so it's nice to see it again, you know, after been off the air what five years six years now i think about six yeah so it's been off off for a while four seasons four seasons 2004 maybe it's only been four years since it's been i can't remember or did, i have to go back and look but it, you know it's been anyway been a while since i've seen it it's a pleasure to go back and watch it i know a lot of people bag on it but i still like the show so do i that's why i bought the yeah. dvds because, you know, I only ever caught it on TV before. And uh, I'm sure... And you know what? I love going back through the seasons when I've actually got every single episode. And I go, hold on a sec. I never saw that episode before. And and it's like, oh, wow. You know, this is this is super cool. And I get to watch a brand new episode. You know how you miss them when you... And you don't you miss you one. do. Or either, you know, our, our television stations out here are hopeless. They... You know, sometimes I'll just drop it because some stupid event like the Olympics comes on and, <laughs> and clogs the TV. And then by the time they get back into the regular fashion, instead of, you know, we would have missed two weeks of episodes. Um, and I know some people like the Olympics. My Twitter feed was going off like nothing else. And Andy Anarko, you pain in the rear end. You know, he <laughs> tweeted... Every, it's like I don't think the guy wrote a single word in the whole two weeks that the Olympics were on. It was just there tweeting every single thing. It's like, I seriously, I love the guy, but I needed a mute switch for him. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no, stop it. Get away. And look at, you know, I don't mind necessarily the Olympics, but I don't partake in it. I don't watch it. It's not, you know, if it's on TV and we're at a family member's place, I'm not going to complain about it. I'll sit there and watch and go, oh, okay. But I'm not a big fan of it, and uh, I don't know how it is in the US, but they tend to play the same stuff over and over again, and you tend to get the same four or five sports that they only ever highlight, and they're not necessarily the ones that I'm interested in. It's like the swimming. I'm not that interested in swimming. You know, the last time I swam, jeez, you know, I just acted as a big floaty, so... You know, <laughs> I I like the, I, I, never mind. Uh, well, you know, I, I was I was sort of thrown into the deep end when I was a kid, and and, and this will be the last thing. Then we'll finish off the show. I promise, listeners, we won't drive you nuts any anymore this week. But my uncle uh, was the first one to introduce men to swimming. He had a pool, pretty deep. Uh, well, you know, when I was a kid, five years old, anything was pretty deep. It's probably not deep now. It's probably like two meters, two and a half meters, something like that. Anyway, he threw me in the deep end, you know, sunk right to the bottom, blah, 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 you know, choking and sputtering, and, and he came and got me. And he said, right, I'm going to do it again. 
This time, hold your breath and you'll float. So I was like, okay, went in, you know, take a big breath, hold the breath, and guess what? I started coming back up again. It's like, cool, I don't need to know how to swim. If I fall in somewhere, I'll just hold me breath and become a big floaty. So uh, anyway. Well, you know, I had a similar experience. I, I never really learned to swim properly, and all my friends did. And uh, they got to the point I got tired of being left in the shallow end of the pool, which at that point in time, let me make three feet about a meter deep mm-hmm. for you, so, so we're equivalent. And I finally decided one day, I'm tired of this crap. So I went down to the deep end of the pool, which was the pool we used to go to was probably, it was probably about two and a half meters, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. I got up on the diving board, saw the lifeguard over there. I just jumped off the diving board in that gentle direction. I, I mean, I knew I could float. So I floated, swam over. That was it. I was done. I'd, I'd learned to swim. I was fine. Didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I've gotten in water up to 150 feet deep. Doesn't bother me in the least. So it's, yeah, it, it, it's weird how that's, uh, but that's the same similar experience. I didn't have anybody have to tell me to hold my breath. I kind of knew that breathing water in was a bad thing. Yeah, so, so I, I wasn't that smart. So, you know, just, what, what, what can I say? It was stupid. <laughs> it's uh, okay, not, Mark. You know what? Not much has changed. Not much has changed. <laughs> Everybody feels sorry for Mark. And on that note, we're going to close out Geeky's show ever for this week. It's been an absolute pleasure yet again, Kevin. Uh, where can the listeners find out more about you and, and where can you haunt people online if they want to be scared out of their wits? Well, they can always find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, you can find links to all the stuff I do, might contribute to, you know, maybe the occasional picture of my kilt or something like that. You never know what could pop up over there. Oh, good Lord. Oh, I, I don't want to even imagine that. It, <laughs> it, if you want a little bit more of a refined view of the other half of Geekiest Show ever, check me out. <laughs> Kevin's poking his tongue out again. Check me out at notanothermacpodcast.com. It's got links to everything I do, all the writing I do, um, and everything about me. And uh, to give us some feedback, send us an email at gse at mymac.com and check out the website at geekiestshowever.com. Well, thank you for listening and subscribing. Until next week, take care. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Hi everyone, it's Guy from the MyMac.com podcast, and I'm here to tell you about the show. I wish Gaz was here, but apparently he's too busy, so... Hey, hold on a minute, I'm right here. What are you going on about? Well, I was about to cut a promo, but you always seem busy doing other things. Okay, now you've cheesed me off, so I'm turning you into a chipmunk. (laughs) Sure, like you have the power to do that. Well, what did you just do to me? Like I said, I turned you into a chipmunk. Now be quiet while I do the promo. Why do I have a sudden craving for lettuce? The MyMac.com podcast is a fun look at all the goings-on in the Mac world. We involve the listeners in a show to talk about what's important to them and interview people who do amazing things with their Macs and iOS devices. A carrot might be nice. You can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, Skype, as well as email. I have an urge to climb trees really fast. Shh! Find us in iTunes by searching under my Mac. 
You'll find us and a lot of other great shows all under the Stoplight Network. Hey, I can scratch behind my ears with my foot. If you promise to be good, I'll change you back. I don't know. I'm kind of digging the fur. The MyMac.com podcast. Done by a Brit and apparently now a chipmunk. <laughs>